Welcome back everybody and off we go. <laughs> So yesterday you suggested that I make some goals. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know where that's going to go, but um, today you suggested that consciousness can be very self-absorbed. And I'm like, is that what's happening with me? That I'm, you know, that's my question. <laughs> And what would be wrong with that? Oh. <laughs> okay. What's wrong with any of it, how it shows up, really? Maybe happiness? Maybe... Uh, well, my question is, like, you know, you've given her the assignment to find out what she wants, and... Uh, I can accept that with her, but when it's with me, and I'm just thinking, what do I want, what do I want? It's like... Okay, oh, okay, that's where we're going. Okay, now I get a better sense of it. Okay, what happens when you do apply that to you? Well, recently I've been, um, like I said, I, I was making some changes in my apartment and uh -huh. everything, and it's felt really good because I feel now, like, because I've got it set the way I'd like, I, I have more interest in... Uh, cleaning it and not letting things stack up and so it's, it's been good. I, I did feng shui for years and um, so it's kind of like I guess in, in, in me I have a little conflict between the artist and the zen, wanting to be zen, like I'm going to clean everything out and make it really simple, but then it's like, oh yeah, but this looks good here and then, you know, and then all the art things come back on and so I just like, it seems... Um, How much of that do you do? Okay. What's enjoyed by you? And what is enjoyed by you because it's an idea? Okay. You know, some things, we, we like the idea of it, but we actually never do anything to make that happen. So really, we probably just like the idea of it. But the things that you really enjoy, it, it's good to know that because that's what supports you. So it's good to get these things organized because otherwise our mind goes off into fantasy land of what would be, oh, I like the idea of that. But actually what supports you is probably what you'll do unless we're on a self-destructive pattern. So what supports you? Is it the Zen? Is it the creative? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which one actually supports you and is one an idea of being good? Does one have a value system in your intellect but actually in reality... It's quite different. Well, um, I, I feel like the process answered that question because I brought it all back and enjoy, you know, enjoy it. So it's like, oh, I'm not so zen. <laughs> Good. That's it. Uh -huh. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so and is it good not to be Zen? Is it fine not to be Zen? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. We're in self-image now. Yeah, I will. I really admire the ability for someone to simplify. I admire simplicity. Okay. And um, I don't choose it that always. Yes. Yes. But it's okay to admire something because that might be as much as you need. It's like, oh, that's beautiful. That's somebody else's apartment and it's really simple. It's lovely. But it mightn't be what supports you. It might be just a touch into it out there every now and then. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Okay. But what a mind will do will make that, oh, attractive. Oh, I want that. My life will be better when I have that. And fantasy does, does this, no? It tells us a lie so that we get distracted and we imagine something on the outside will actually help us better. Okay, so when you, when you talked about consciousness, it's kind of like that. You said something like, unless consciousness is like self-absorbed with itself, as if it were like... Not where you were going with the conversation with David. It was with David that you mentioned that. Um, I I don't know what I was talking about. I I can't find the context. And I'm really helping out. <laughs> okay. So I was saying the con, con in a particular context. So yeah, it sounded like, like it was like. Um, kind of like a downward spiral, like maybe self-destructive to be too self-absorbed, consciousness to be too self-absorbed with itself. I mean, in some ways, I feel like we're learning that in looking at our thoughts and so forth, that we're... Uh, taking care of the way consciousness is expressing through us. Yes. Not feeding hungry, you know. Yes. So, is there anything? Yeah, I can't link what I was talking to David. I can't find the overlap. I'm not is there, is there anything in that that's like undeveloped in me that I would like be going back and learning how to crawl? It feels a little bit like that with what I'm doing right now. Like I didn't learn to crawl before I walked, and then you go back and learn to crawl before okay. you walk. I feel like there's a few people in here that I related to that same way, like we're going to learn what we want because we've been ignoring it, or I don't feel like that's what I've been doing all my life. So how long do you just look at what you want? Is that just the way you always do it? Okay, okay. I suppose the thing is, the way, the way that... The way that I work, or the way it works through me, whatever way we say it, everybody's a little bit different. So it's very much an individual response because of the individuality of the path. So, so for you, it's about you listening to see what resonates inside of you. Because at the end of the day, all I can do is mirror back something or suggest something, and it'll resonate or it won't. Yeah. So you have final call. Mm -hmm. So it's about you holding on to your own self authority there. Now, if your self-authority is underpinned by honesty, okay, 
you'll be doing fine. But if it's underpinned by, well, actually, do I really like that? You know, if it's if it's not grounded in self-honesty, then the mind is going to run amok with something. You, you okay. know? It's not about if I like or if I dislike or if it makes sense for me. It either is going to like, yeah, that make that 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 clicks somewhere. Because what it does is it, I suppose, in this approach is that it, it allows you to access something deeper within yourself. Really accessing pure consciousness. It's like moving stuff out of the way so that what you really are you know, can 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 freely express and that the personality steps out of the way. Express in the physical world? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a certain, um, a certain amount of management that we have to do to manage the personality, to manage our physical health and our emotional well-being and our mental health. And, you know, we, we have to manage the character and then manage the character's life. There's a certain amount of management, you know, that, that we, we've got to do. But after that, really, after that, hmm, we step out of the way. We step out of the way. And you see, and if we don't have a certain amount of management to support ourselves, you know, we'll end up getting sick and we'll end up just, just not managing very well. And the universe, it, you know, I spent years kind of saying, yeah, the universe will, will, will bring in something to manage this. And actually, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you're sitting there and you've, should be in hospital, you know, <laughs> or you should be the doctors or something. Sometimes it doesn't come in. Sometimes it's like the thing that the universe is doing actually is trying to motivate you, but you've surrendered to such an extent that you're not actually taking the cues. There, so there's a balance in terms of how, how do we figure it out to manage ourselves in the world, but also to be open and vacant enough so that the, the truth operates through us. It's quite delicate. It's quite delicate. So does it support you to have creative things in the house or does it support you to have Zen? How much of that has to be managed in a way that doesn't respond to ego but supports the personality so that she can get out of the way? Mm-hmm. You see? So it's delicate enough. The key, the most important tool for that is self-honesty. And when you say that, that honesty, I can see that that would just be bring strength to it that would be actually safer for, for other people to feel with me. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Like a foundation. Yes. Yes. It would be a very solid foundation for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. An authenticity would shine through. Mm-hmm. Without it being named, it would just shine through. Yes, I think I really like um, get self-conscious about being too um, glitzy. Yes. Or, yes. You know, compared to Zen, you know, it's like... Yes. <laughs> yes. So somewhere along the line I picked up a Yes. A judgment about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's some kind of ideas of how it should look. It's like some part of you is a bit unsure. So you're kind of wondering how, 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 how should it look? And maybe that could be my guide. And I'd love to replace that with the certainty of being brutally self-honest with what is authentic within you. Mm-hmm. And honor that. 
and let that get solid for you. It will ground you. Mm-hmm. It will ground you, you know, because it's more, it's more of like an inner resonance, an inner, just an inner sense of like, yeah, that makes sense for me. It's, it's, it's that kind of thing rather than an idea. I prefer you to kind of come down to your gut on things rather than go up for your point of reference to your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, last two days have been amazing. So after yesterday, I feel like a lot of things just dropped. That was great. And I feel, I feel really ready to let them go. Um, and I feel like I had to just acknowledge some things. And that's all they wanted, you know, just see yes. it. And then, yes. hey, I'm okay with you. And then it was like, yeah, that's all I was asking for. Yes. Which, which I didn't anticipate. Uh-huh. That was nice. That's lovely. And I felt, I, I had the best sleep I've had in years last night. Oh, good for you. And just slept. And I've, I, I never sleep past eight hours ever. And I had like nine and a half or something. And I woke up and like, whoa. Oh, it was good. I felt just, yeah. Good that. for you. And what's what's left? The thing that's so it's like everything went lower. Mm-hmm. The thing that's left is that self inquiry piece. Is like, what am I? And I read all the books, watched the tapes, yours, Adishanti, read it and practiced it and. That's kind of where the question comes up. So I can I can be quiet, and the mind will stop for large gaps, and it's really nice and still. And then I'll introduce that question: "What am I?" And I don't feel like I'm on the scent. <laughs> ah, you know, I like. Uh. You know, and it's not like oh, I need to know right now, but it's like it'd be nice to be just facing the right direction. So, what happens when you ask, "What am I?" or "Who am I?" Any version of it is the same. Uh huh. Uh-huh. What happens? Uh huh. It just feel quiet, and that's actually a nice time when the mind stops, and then it's just quiet, and then I think a piece comes in that says, "No, really, really." What am I? <laughs> and then, you know, I, 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 <laughs> and, and, and I get that that's the mind. I get it. Okay. You I get that layer. I get it. I get it. And I, and I feel it. I hear it. And sometimes I can laugh at it. And then, you know, it's just, okay, we'll just be quiet still and let it go. And that'll go on for 30 minutes or so. And that's, you know, we're, Probably about the time I'm comfortable with. And then, you know, so I, I guess the purpose why I'm up here is any pointers of getting on that set on that. Okay. Okay. So, so when you ask that question and it gets really quiet, 
is there a you watching the mind that's quiet or is there like a quietness that's kind of spacious or does a quietness kind of arise from someplace or what what tell me about that quietness the first one sounds right the the watching the watching the mind they got quiet like the volume got turned down got kind of placed over there okay and then just and is the watcher still there when it goes just uh-huh and so i'll do some things like getting on the scent thing i'll do like the try to turn around and see who that thing that notices is and it just kind of spins out and then i just try to settle again so do you get beyond the watcher? No. Is there something watching the watcher? I can feel that. I, I okay, that, go there is, is what I'm hearing. Well, it's more a question. Is there something watching the watcher? I, I say yes because there is an awareness of that thing that's watching. Okay, very good. There's an awareness of the thing that's watching. Okay, uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Because it's less active than watching the watcher. It's softer. It's like uh-huh. there's a knowing that, that there's a watcher. Yeah, it's almost like I can't even see it. Like it's not even... Yeah. Yes, good. Okay, so it's thinning out, you know? It gets a bit thinner, uh-huh. huh? Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yes, thinner. Yes. So... So thin that, I, that I'm, I'm off the trail. I'm, I'm, I'm off the scent. Yes. But that's thin. the scent. It, it's just that's all the that friggin' thinness. scent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, because it just gets so thin, and it's like, like I'm smoking, and, and then yeah, you know. Yes. And then. And then and then I'm off the scent. Mm-hmm. No, because because you're saying that no. Yes. That scent. That's what I'm talking about. It's that. Really tune into that awareness I was speaking of that's aware of the watcher, where it's not even a scene. Yeah. I guess, so I guess that brings something up, but maybe I'm anticipating a scene. Like a yes, moment. the mind is setting up a goal. It's like what we were talking on Friday uh-huh. night. The mind mm-hmm. wants something that it can name or smell or <laughs> <laughs> okay. anything at all so that we can nail it down and know about it. You see? I, I, I do, I do, I do. So, so yeah, so for you, you've got a, f- there's a few steps. So there's the watcher, mind goes quiet and there's the watcher and there's an awareness that's aware of the watcher. And then we threw that out and then it kind of gets thin. All right. Mm. Now, if mine says, oh, that's the scent that Jack was talking about, <laughs> well, mine has come with you and you're right back. Start again now. Start again now. Right? <laughs> I feel that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so as it gets thin, it's like, okay, prior to that, before that. And the before that is not going to lead to anything that you can objectify. Absolutely cannot lead to something you can objectify. Can't. Mm-hmm. Prior to subject, object. Blankety blank. You know, it's like... Nothing. Nothing. Right. N- nothing you could tell me would, would help there. Nothing. Uh, yeah. Nothing and take the word nothing away. That's as close as I can say. Okay. You know, but, but it's great that you've got steps. Use the steps and chuck it. And the second that mind is active, you've got to start again. The second that it thinks it's onto something, you, 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 you've lost it. You're out here again. And so what it is, is is rather than us going back, it's like this is actually home. The back position is actually you. 
That's actually what you are, right? And, and, and we go out and invest in this false persona. So you're like you're backpedaling, really, to home. Mm. And forward pedaling out again because mind wants to get something. And backpedaling again. Do you see? It, it feels very true. Okay. I want to add one more bit. Yeah. Mm. It might happen for you that the identity with pure consciousness isn't so tight. For most people, and a lot of the traditional spiritual books, because it kind of covers mass consciousness a lot easier, so the guideline is often, is often you are that. Like Nisargadatta's book, I am that. You know, you are the absolute. And I've said it loads of times, that's what you are. You are pure consciousness, okay? The next step after that is dropping all sense of identity. So you as pure consciousness has to drop. And there's pure consciousness, but there is no attachment to anything. It's not, it doesn't have an identity. All right? That layer has to go. Non-duality doesn't do that. Non-duality stops with you are all of it. You are the divine. You are the absolute. You merge with the divine. And non-duality stays there. It does not get rid of that identification with the divine, with the oneness. It doesn't get rid of that. Okay? But for you... I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's loose. That, oh, I am that. It's, I'm pretty sure that that realization doesn't need to happen for you. That that's what I am. It's actually the nothingness is going to make more sense to you rather than identifying yourself as the nothingness. Yeah, because I feel like there's a looseness and there's an apt to bring the mind with me. Okay. Just, just like you nailed earlier, and I could, I, I'm familiar with me bringing the mind to that I am that that you're talking yes. about. Yes, yes. And then I feel very much what you're saying, that that gets me nowhere. <laughs> gets you nowhere, I, yeah. And, 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 I, and I feel that. And, yeah. And so, and really, I guess more of the, the scent is dropping that as well and dropping the, the identifying with anything. yes. Which, yes. Which, rather than identifying with everything. Yes. Yes. I did, not identification at all. And then an identification. At all. At all. It, 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 it will distract you. Uh-huh. That step isn't there for you, thankfully. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? So, so when you say, what am I or who am I, there is not going to be a question because that other layer of identifying with all of it or with pure consciousness isn't active for you you're not going to get any sense of being all of it or being pure consciousness. Uh, your mind will, will work it out and will fit it in, but it's not actually a key guideline for you. Do right. You, do you see? Dropping in everything. Just yeah. Just prior dropping. to all of it. Yeah. Gets really, really thin, and then prior to that. Yeah. There's nothing more to be said. Yeah. There, there's yeah. nothing. There's just nothing. You see? So, so any trace of, oh my gosh, I'm all of it. It's like, okay, your mind is now making sense of it and it's come back to the layer of where identification with all of it is possible. It's actually moved out of it. For you, it would have moved out of it. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. And you can say it the exact same way. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying you can. It's, no, it's perfect. It's okay, perfect. Okay. Of course it's fine. <laughs> find it. Um, Sorry. Hold on. Totally cool. Um, so, 
it you know it could easily happen like down the line it's like oh oh my god i get it i'm 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 all of it it's all what i am gosh but that will only come as you're actually moving towards identification again for you when it gets thin all identification is gone you as pure consciousness doesn't really make sense to you therefore you trying to answer the question well what am i it's not going to have you as pure consciousness as any kind of an answer that stepping stone you don't need it it's just it's just not on your direct trajectory but where you'll find it is when mind is going back in trying to understand the world again and how how this all appears to be real that's where you'll find unity consciousness or you as pure consciousness or subject only and i am that subject only you'll only find it going towards identification okay okay yeah because when you talked about getting thin it's like whoa you 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 just don't have identification with pure consciousness as a step as you go back you just don't have it okay but your mind can do it as you go forward as you go back okay one more tiny question when 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 i am meditating or quiet and this is new for me like the past 6 months and it's different every time there's like a ringing a tone that's uh-huh. like and it's constant and and the weird thing is is then there'll be a gap and then I'll be quiet again and it'll be a totally different tone but that tone will just maintain and be constant and unchanging but then it'll be different next time ha huh, it's a different pitch Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's r- real high to medium. Wow. But it won't change while I'm quiet, mm-hmm. but the next time I enter that place I'll be very just constant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I guess I just asked that question and with this whole thing of following that. Mm-hmm. Just recognizing it like I allow these things. Uh-huh. It's just a consequence of what's happening in in your physical headspace. Uh. There's just a, a, a there, there's a sound that comes because of where you're accessing, uh. Uh, where your perception is shifting to, and it's it's just it's just that the frequency has a sound. Every frequency has a sound. Every single thing has a sound. Uh-huh. You know. Uh-huh. So we can transfer it all onto a graph and actually find the pitch of everything, and that's the corresponding pitch to 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 the. frequency where your awareness is at where actually are you tuning into where actually and it's like oh it's turned into an audible sound and you're picking it up so okay. it's like i would just that's fine yeah. it's there that's fine that's what it is yeah that's what it is great yeah that's, yes thank you you're very like appreciate it yeah i'm very like sure yeah cuz you haven't come up at all mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> um this weekend's been hard for me. It's it's like I feel like everything is just over my head. Okay. And um all of a sudden I just got real emotional about it. I don't know why. So I don't know what's going on there. Okay. But um let me just start with the last time I talked with you. Um I had talked about drinking wine yes. and being creative yes. and that I didn't think I could be creative without the wine. Yes. So, you totally floored me by telling me to just quit both the 
quit being creative and quit the wine and just see what happens. So I did. Um, well, well, I'm back on the wine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the creative, which was what really scared me about stopping, it's, I don't even want to pick it back up ah, right now. Ah. But I picked the wine back up. And so I know that I know that the wine for me is only a problem because I think it's a problem. Yes. Very good. Yes. And I can't not think that it's not a problem. All right. So it's so frustrating because I do think that that's what holds me back on my spiritual path. So anything that you have to say? Yes. So rather than freedom, the temporary buzz of wine is more attractive. Maybe so. Hmm. Because there's something very instant in having a glass of wine. You, yes. you know, on the third sip, we've already started to wind down, and it's nice. You know, it's a happy place. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a huge compromise in terms of. You were right. It's holding you back. For you, actually, it's holding you back, and it's holding you back because the belief system is there that it's a problem. So it's only holding it back because of the thought that it's a problem. Yes. But you're right. That one is pretty concrete. You know, so let's, let's look at it a few ways and see, see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen yet, but we'll see <laughs> where it goes. Okay. There's a compromise involved. I'd like to just see where this goes with you. So, like the matrix, if I have the red pill and the blue pill, right? Mm-hmm. And one has the truth and one has a glass of wine. Hmm. Which would you go for? Probably the wine because I know it. Maybe I'm afraid of the truth. I don't know. Does the truth mean that you'd lose things? Because you have an either or coming through mm-hmm. this, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. it makes sense that you're one or the other. And there's an either or underpinning this. Yeah. If we're onto something, because it's it's emotional. So what's familiar is safer or easier or why is it more attractive to go with what's familiar, with what you know? The only thing that comes up is fear. Just fear of the unknown. Where are you around trust? I think I'm pretty good. Then why would there be a fear of the unknown if there's trust? (laughs) 
I can't answer that. I don't know. Can you give me something to do? Yeah, I'm I'm playing with something actually here to see. Okay. Yes. Have you ever lived completely out of your comfort zone? Yes. Okay. Did you manage okay? I'm here, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Is it yeah. something that you wouldn't do again? Um, I guess I have a hard time with that question because it's like I love to do and try new things. And all that. So I'm out of my comfort zone a lot for things like that. And like being up here, it's not comfortable at all. Yes. Um, so so on, on another level where, where you've no reference points much, because this, this is going to be over in a couple of hours. So, so you still have an anchor. You know you'll be all right, you know? Right. So like something like moving to another country where you can't speak the language and you don't know anybody. Okay, that's kind of extreme, but that kind of a like, whoa, okay, all right, I, I, I've got a bit of work to do here to make this work. You mm-hmm. know, that kind of no, no, no place to rest, no, nothing familiar. You see... I actually like that. Ah, all right. Okay. All right. So the way your, your mind is looking at it right now, the spiritual path is that. It is kind of a jump in off the deep end into the unknown and it would require a, a few different things to change and, and then it will come back to you in a different way but, but yeah you can plod along and do what you're doing not that you've been plodding but the next phase will be a plodding because, because something you've gotten a rattle this weekend it's like oh bloody hell there's, there's, there's more there's more here and I'm choosing mm-hmm. a glass of wine but there's more, mm-hmm. okay? So, <laughs> yes. so it seems like, okay, there's this, all right? Okay. But this is going to require an abandoning of this. That's how, not for everybody at all, but that's how you've set exactly. it up in your head. And I can't change that. N- not I mean, really. Yeah, I can't. Not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You see it as a neither or, and it's like, okay, we have to play with that game because that's the way the mind is understanding it, and that's fine. Right. Okay. 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 So with the either or, it's like, you know, if you still choose a glass of wine at the end of this evening, you know, and that you're going to do that and scoot the grace can wait for you, that's fine if you choose it. But choose it with joy. Choose it saying, actually, no, I am making a decision. I'm going to kick back and just enjoy life, actually, and not dig through anymore and just Numb it out if it gets too much, you know. Wine is great for that. And that's totally a legitimate way to live. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But but you've got to be okay with it. Right. You know? And if you're not okay with it, then, then you close that door and you jump into the deep end. Which you know you can do because, mm-hmm. because that's kind of a transformational opportunity that you actually would enjoy. Okay. But right now, having your foot in both, that's kind of painful. Mm-hmm. It's 
kind of decision time. And I know a few minutes ago, it's like the glass of wine or, or, or the spiritual path. But, but whichever one you do, it's got to come from a healthy place. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you choose the glass of wine because you're hiding, because you're afraid. I'm not going to let you choose it. But if it's because, you know what, I just want to experience life a bit more. It's kind of nice or it's kind of easy now. And I'm going to enjoy the good things. Perfect if it comes from there. But if it comes from numbing pain, hmm, I'm going to boot you out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know this. <laughs> I, I know, I mean, I know it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's fine, whichever one you choose, but be sure it comes from a, a good place within you. So I already know that answer. Do you? Yeah. yeah. The other's easier in some ways. Yes. Yes. It, it, it's easier. Short term. Yeah. Okay, we'll go to Katrina and then Yasa. Okay, well, um, my question relates to the fact that from the last time we talked to now, I realized that I had to go back to the beginning. And I'm here and realize that Oh, yes, that's why it hurts so much. Um, so my question is on the mechanics. As I said, I have five children, full-time jobs. So my, my work is starting from very early in the morning. And get up, rally up all the children. Yes, go to school, go to work, live work. And when I work... I'm there, I come back, dinner. It, it seems to me that I'm going, going, going. And so when I reach that place and cultivate that stillness, but it seems so hard because I have to be in the game. So I wanted to ask you. I mean, I guess it's all about making the space and the room for that, but it feels like I don't have any. It feels like you don't have any. At the end of the day, I'm exhausted. If I try to meditate, I'm falling asleep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's too many demands on you. So that's the way it is. Okay. So do do you get space alone in the car between school and work? Yes, and I and I try to leave the house a little at least five minutes earlier so that I can have those five minutes in the car in the parking lot before I want yes work. I never get deep. I'm still dealing with my monkey mind. Okay. Don't forget to do this. And that happened. I'm still set up 
bad enough. Okay. And, and I can recognize it and say, oh, but I only have five minutes. <laughs> okay. 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 Hmm. Five minutes might be enough, you know. Because in that space, it's kind of, it's kind of like outside of time. You, you know, like when you're in it, it's, it, it just, you just disconnect from everything that, that's expected of you, that's pulling from you. Mm-hmm. If you can drop into that bowl of water in your pelvis, if you can drop into that depth of that which is still inside you, it's it's about how often you can drop in. That's okay. it's not how long you need to stay there. Five minutes would be loads of time for you. But if you can make a practice of you do it every time you go to the bathroom, or you you know you mm-hmm. do it every time you answer, you put you in the phone call, whether it's at work or at home, when you press the button just to put down the phone again, it's like go back into the stillness. If you make associations, because the more often you go in there will cultivate it much more than having half an hour meditation once a day. Okay. It's the frequency for you. Okay. Yes. It's the little glimpses of like, there it is. Okay, I'm okay. You, you, you get centered again. You get centered again. Mm-hmm. It's the frequency. Because however your life is happening, it's, it's never impossible to to connect with the truth or to do your spiritual path or it's never impossible because because it's all consciousness consciousness is finding itself through being a mom with this Brady Bunch family and managing it all you know it's like consciousness is doing that too so it's not it's not going to start up the fire to find the truth and and find a scenario of where you can't access that knowing it it won't work like that you see yes if the pull is there, then the pull is going to find a way through the, the crazy day of what's demanded of you. Perfect. You see? Yes. It's the frequency. It's just, it can be just three seconds, five seconds. And if you've got five minutes, hey, that will just feel like, whoa, what a treat. Oh my gosh. You know? <laughs> In I go. You know? It is a treat. Yeah, and enjoy it. It's like delicious. You'll get loads out of it. Because if you contrast like three seconds, five seconds of touching in or half a minute touching in six, eight times a day, the five minutes will be enormous. It, it really will stretch because it's, time is so relative, no? Right. So relative. Okay, thank you. Yeah. The other question I have too is, so I have five children, three are teenagers, and um, they only come to me for the practical things. Yeah. I mean, we're still nurturing that relationship. Yes. But my two daughters, they're very attached to me. Yeah. They still come to me when they get upset, and I have the ability to nurture them. So my question is, how can I lead them there without taking them there? You know? How can that be that gentle showing that when they get upset, or, I don't know. If you're there, they will pick it up from you, like the smell of perfume. Mm. Okay. 
because if you talk to them about it, it'll give them an understanding, but actually they will feel and pick up much more in the non-verbal. Yeah. Do you know? So if you're, if one of them was coming to you for, you know, a good night cuddle or, you know, comfort, comfort, they're crying over something, some kind of comfort, you go in first, you go in first and your energy will change. And then you love them from there and they will thump. It will immediately be a mirror for them to drop into that within themselves. They have much easier access to it because they haven't had years and years and years and years of mm-hmm. trying to be out in the world and thinking that that's how it's done. Yeah. So if you're in, it will, oh, yeah, of course. They'll drop in. Okay. It's the non-verbal. That's how it works. You can take them to where you are. Thank you. You're very welcome. Very welcome. Naomi, you meant the spiritual one is the easier one. Did you at the end? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You said one is easier. How do I know? Okay. Ah, uh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. I wanted to double check that. Yeah, great. Great. Yes. Hi. Hi. Um, I want to revisit something I spoke to you about last November. Mm. Um, um, it has to do with, uh, I guess, healing or tune-up, you could say. And um, I sort of contract uh, emotionally. Um, and um, I have a um, physically, my heart is weak, mm-hmm. and um, so I think, and I think there's a you know some kind of energetic connection to you know something on another level that affected my heart, and but I came, I think I came in this time with that. Anyway, um, um, I have self, I guess, self-worth issues, and I don't really have a good sense of it, but I just wanted to see if you had any guidance about what I could do. You know, I want to, as I said, sort of tune up my vehicle so that it can support the best experience. Okay, okay. I can't remember November, I'm afraid. I, no, I, I can't draw up right I now. I have so. a hard time remembering it myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hmm. It comes out as a. Uh, well, sometimes I get angry. Um, when I was younger, I was told I had a. You know, temper problem, and um, for the most part, it's not an issue now. Except in, if I in really close relationships, you know, I'm not good at being intimate. Are you okay with not having much intimacy? I think I'm okay with the idea of it, but. Um, Um, in practical life, it doesn't seem to um, 
I mean, other people aren't happy with it. Okay. Okay. So is... Okay, I... I mean, intellectually, yeah. you know, I can, you know, be okay with it. But what I notice is I can't handle intense uh, emotional interactions. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Whether it's anger or, I guess, of any sort. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't know if I can't handle it, if I choose not to handle it. Yeah, that's the thing. I wonder what is it. Um it's sort of a habit of just, you know, something that's difficult and just go to something else or yeah. freeze up. Yeah. Is it something you'd like to change or is it okay? Uh, I think I, well, I have the sense that I could do better and that, you know, maybe um, in terms of my own development, you know, maybe I'd be more open to things and the inside, if I was, I don't know, that makes sense, you know, just being more fluid emotionally. That seems like it'd be a good time. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. I have sort of a re, uh, resistance to doing something because it's considered normal or because of, for other people's expectations. Yeah. So, yeah. So I have mixed feelings about it. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. But finding out what's best for you, mm-hmm. that's what we're after. And you have to do it for you. You know yourself. It's BS if we change for somebody else. It's just totally compromising ourselves at every level. And that never pays off. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, your physical body is a reflection of what we're talking about mm-hmm. on the emotional level. Mm-hmm. You know they're linked. That your yeah. physical health is, is a reflection of... Okay. Okay. Then, if you want your physical health to get stronger, uh-huh. then we're going to have to loosen up the emotional part. Okay, that's kind of, I think I was grasping at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're, they're mirroring each other very closely. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good motivation to do it because it's going to help your own health. I just don't know what to do exactly. You can go to a therapist or an energy worker or, or just, you know, yeah. practice. Being a more loving person. Yeah. Well, let's play with it for a minute. Let's split up feeling emotions and articulating emotions. Okay. Uh, Which one is easier? Are they both difficult? Or? Well, I'd say... Feeling is, I mean, you know, some emotions are difficult, I guess, but um, I mean, just um, generally, I think feeling is easier than, um, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's complicated. In, if I had to give an answer, then I'd say feeling is easier, um, but there are certain situations, emotional situations, where if I start to feel overwhelmed and I just freeze up. So I guess, you know, I'm not, I have a sense that I can't feel certain things. Okay. Okay. And talk to me about articulating your feelings. Um, pretty good at anger. 
<laughs> okay. Actually, I'm not very good at um, uh, just in general. I think I can speak superficially, um, like you know, and have friends like that and talk about stuff that isn't personal. Yeah, sure. But once it gets a little personal, I don't care too much for that. Yeah. I don't want to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I have vocabulary to talk. Of course. But emotionally, as But putting, matching the vocabulary with the feeling and being honest about both yeah. and expressing that. I usually like to be, I just, I can be really abstract, you know. Yeah. I have to talk about something so it's so vague that it doesn't bother me. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, you found ways around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Are you able to talk about love? I'm just... Um, I'm just kind of experimenting with that a little bit. And... Um, and it's... Well, this is, I, I, I'd say no, not very well, but I'm, I'm starting to move in that direction a little bit. Great. And what's the feeling when you're experimenting with talking about love? Um, well, you know, I just do it in a safe way, so it's, uh, it's good. It feels good because I okay. express love outwards. And I feel that, you know, since we're all... There's only one consciousness, right? So if I express it, I feel it myself. Okay, great, great. Okay, all right. It's starting to unravel for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you mentioned, like, you know, should I go for, I don't know, whatever options you throw out, therapy and, and, and healing work, or, you know, what, what, what would help? Mm-hmm. Because, because it, it's going to take a process. Mm-hmm. Because it means feeling a feeling, mm-hmm. talking about the feeling, and expressing the feeling. Mm-hmm. We've got the three things to do. And I put money on it that if we named five feelings, from fear to love and, let's say, anxiety and uh, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. if we named five feelings, there would be a different capacity to experience it, mm-hmm. a different capacity to express the feeling of it, and a different capacity to talk about it mm-hmm. in each one. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a process for you to kind of welcome in your emotional body and mm-hmm. to free up, to free up different, different. All they are is is, is frequencies of energy anyway, mm-hmm. but but they come through. They need to come through personally so that mm-hmm. you, as a character, can feel each one and own it and let it go, and then you can better pull back from the personal. But it's like it has to be unblocked from the personal because that's where the, the, the blockage is because that's mm-hmm. why your body is, mm-hmm. is, is suffering because it's at the deepest level. Mm-hmm. You so, know? Um, I can see just practicing that would be good and I don't have to unravel some past trauma or something. If it were me, I would go to a therapist to get yeah. help for that. I, would. I mean, I'm not conscious of the past trauma, but you yeah. know, some... But you said, oh, you know, something happened between you and your mother. And yeah. I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, you, you, you don't want to talk about it? Well, I said, I don't know what they're talking about. I, yeah. I, I, I can general yeah. feel yeah. about, you know, 
my yeah. relationship with my mom. But sure, yeah. sure, yeah. It's it's really more that somewhere, somewhere you didn't have a role model to show you how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it is. It's like there's, there's, you just didn't get the tools. Mm-hmm. So it's about learning the tools so that it, you can just free up those areas, mm-hmm. you know, from feeling to expressing to talking about it. Okay. You know, expressing the feeling and then talking about the feeling mm-hmm. and owning all of that in order to be able to let it all go. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, I, I'm, not, I'm not up anymore on, on the type of therapies that there are, but if somebody could take you through those, those steps mm-hmm. just to show you how is this done? What does this feel like? And can this, it needs to feel safe. And of course, they're going to say, well, why is it not safe? And when was it not safe? And they're going to dig there. Yeah. And that's fine. If that's what needs, needs mm-hmm. you know, if that's what unpacks it, that's what unpacks it. Mm-hmm. But, but somehow, somehow it's just, if you're in an environment where, okay, it's up to you to keep it safe. And I need to go into this feeling. You keep it safe so that I'm not the one keeping it safe anymore. Mm-hmm. that's why I think it would be good with a therapist okay. is because it's like safety is your responsibility I don't know what's going to happen here but I'm going to go in and I have to trust you because I'm paying you mm-hmm. to hold the space for me mm-hmm. you know I'd be, I'd be that direct you know mm-hmm. and, and like alright now i got to go into this where is it at what does it feel like what does it look like what does it smell like what is this where's my level of comfort with it and what is it so that you can just find out how does it work in you to free up that part of yourself okay. that's what I would do Alright, thank you. Sure, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Hi there. Uh, the last couple of times we talked a little bit about some of the patterns or the loops that have been running. The fear and the fight and everything. And uh, it's been really great because I was able to see how that had crept into all these different parts of my life. Mm. And how I really believed in its usefulness. Uh, yes. Simple, yes, you've used it to, yeah. As simple as, like, helping my friend move, for example, is a simple, a very benign thing. Making it into a fight so that I won the fight after the truck was unloaded, you know. It was like, there's my reward, there's my gratification. Yes. Uh, so it's kind of funny and then I mean so many things actually yeah and it's and so you know we talked a little bit about the kind of a softer space to to uh, move from yeah. uh, and uh, so that's been kind of fun been playing with that great uh, it occurs to me that there might be a measure of patience missing or absent um, so I'm kind of curious is there a way I can potentially cultivate that or so so tell me more about it when does the softer place inside have an absence of patience when does it go into it it would I would say that uh, it it seems that if I had if there was more space for patience then I would experience that soft that softness more yes so Yes, true. Uh, okay. Uh, like, I mean, simple example is like traffic, like being in the car. Okay. And seeing some, and being like, this person is a poor driver. Like, uh-huh. Who gave you a driver's license? 
you know. <laughs> so, I mean, in talking through it, I can see that there's a basis of judgment there. Um, So is impatience some residue from from the other package that we were talking about? Yes, I think so. Yeah. All right. All right. So you're bringing a bit of it with you, huh? Well, I suppose. It's still finding its way in somehow. Finding its way in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bringing it with me. <laughs> <laughs> So could it be then this, in a similar sense of what we talked about that it's still doing something for me? Yeah. Still... Oh yeah, you're kind of efficient when you're impatient, you know, because you get things mm. moving. Yeah, yeah. You know, is there an inefficiency? If I follow that thread, mm. is there an inefficiency in the coming from a smoother, more peaceful place? I don't know if I've taken the time to find that out. Good answer. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> Exactly. When you said efficiency, that really hit it because, or inefficiency, because that's part of my job and like I'm yeah, a manager. Yeah. And oh, you I hate inefficiency. Like, it's written all over you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How can I address that? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in your job, that's fine. It's a value system that's required. That's fine. Okay. But you've taken it personally, and now it's becoming an attribute or quality that, that, that the personal eye has taken to be of use. But it's not, because it's stopping you from operating from a smoother, more organic place within yourself. You can speed things up. It doesn't require, you know, lack of patience to speed up how you work if you're doing something at home, you know. If you're just hanging out and you're, you're late for something, of course. You can move faster. That's efficiency. But it doesn't need to be triggered by impatience. Okay. Okay, so we need to separate impatience from mm. uh, efficiency. It's just something that you've, you've found that impatience allows you to be in efficient. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so just divorcing those two concepts of. Divorce the concepts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so if you're sitting in traffic, it's like, all right. You know, I, I can get all riled up, but it ain't going to make him drive any better or mm. faster or anything. So, right. yeah, and, and, and I definitely have experienced that, and it's great. But yeah, I said, like as I said, for some time, I still bring it with me occasionally. You so. bring it with you, yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah. It's good to know. Yeah. I don't have to give up efficiency. No, I can give up impatience. You give up impatience, not efficiency. Mm. And so turn it around at work. Watch. Just watch it work, you know? Because that's where the, the efficiency value has to stay in place. But the impatience is how you expressed it. So change how you express it. Okay. But, but yes, demand efficiency from yourself or others or whatever your work is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I feel, I mean, I feel exactly that. It yeah. Just the softness. Yes. Just, just in this sense of what would that look like? Gosh, it feels way softer, just way nicer. Yes. Smoother. Yes. And just nicer. Yes. Just more natural for, for your own yeah. mechanism, you know? Good. Yeah. And, and things get done. It's not like that we become complete hippies and everything mm. is cool. And it's like, it's not that at all. 
It's so not that. You know, it's so not that. It's just coming from a, a stiller place. That's not desire-driven. That's not judgment-based. You know? And the same work can get done at the same speed. Actually, there will be more fluidity. Yeah. Actually, there is, ironically, more efficiency. Because, you know, there actually is more efficiency. That's the funny thing. Okay. That excites me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There actually is, because we don't waste so much energy, like, honking the horn or right. as, a, as a tiny, insignificant pattern. But right. we don't waste energy, mm. you know, getting riled up about other things. Right. Okay. Is there anything more to say on that? There's something else I want to ask you. Okay. There's been a lot of people been talking about their various experiences, uh, uh, and I've I've experienced a lot of the stuff. The timelessness, like I mentioned that, mm. and uh, I mean, such a spectrum, and so many things point to the. The looseness of it's just of experience. I don't even exactly know. It just everything seems so loose. Like uh, it's it's been hard for me to find like a <laughs> a solid thing to, to rest on, and I'm starting to enjoy that a little bit. Yes. Um, one of the things that started happening, like maybe about ten years ago, I picked up I picked up a course of miracles, and, and that's uh-huh. been my, part of my practice. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I started having these. I actually. There's a book, a guy talked about how this, this might happen. And it started happening, and I thought, oh, great, I'm on the right track. But it's this, like, flash of light, let's say. Like, just a flash of, like, pure light. Um, just a very small point in my view. Yeah, in the periphery vision. Even, I mean, yeah, not directly where I'm looking. Yeah. But it could be happening, like, yeah. right kind of outside of uh-huh, me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, it stopped happening for a while, and it started happening again, and then... Uh, and then also there's it seems to have I don't know expanded or something because now there seems to be like these kind of like lines where it's just kind of like uh, almost like something moving but it doesn't necessarily I don't exactly know if it feels that way but it could look that way okay and uh, it seems to happen at certain times and I think I've I've started to ascribe it some type of significance like I'm on the right track or I should pay attention now, like, oh, here's, you know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and so I'm wondering, can the, is that the mind getting a hold of that? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. The mind is looking for a marker or a bit of yeah. credit or a... Right, just to say, like... A bit of... Just some kind of... Evidence. Yeah, right, yeah. 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 Like, like, oh, I'm, I'm right about this. Like, I, I can mm. feel sure mm. or something about some yeah. particular activity or... Yeah. Even in listening to some of the conversations... Like, I'm feeling like this is really, I'm really getting it soaking in. And then here's a, a little flash to say, like, you know, yes. that is what's happening. It's not just my imagination or something. Yes. Can you trust that you're, you're, you're following the cues from, from the purest place within you mm. without needing, without the mind needing verification? Yeah, um, I would say yes. Uh, the not all the time or anything like that, but I would say there certainly are times when I absolutely feel like there's there's no 
even need for a type of verification. It's just this is how it is, and and that's good enough. It's it's enough. Um, but yeah, I guess it's just a trap that I, I keep letting trap. myself go into. Where yes, it's a trap. Mm. It's a trap because the mind doesn't know diddly squat about the truth. Mm. So at some point, it's it's markers to tell you you're doing okay are going to be total lies. Mm. Yeah. Because it, it as you go as you you know as you progress, the mind can't go there. So what's it going to do? What's it going to set up as markers? Mm. So if it gets robbed of that job now, you'd be better off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just knowing, just deepen your own trust, your own mm. authority, your own, nope, this is what makes sense to me right now, so this is what I'm doing. And if I have nothing at all to endorse what I'm doing, you know, I'm either on doing the right thing or I'm doing something where I will learn that it wasn't the best thing. So... Suck it to me either way, you know? Go there. Mm. Okay. I guess the the other thing I was kind of interested in digging into a little bit is attention. And it's been really nice to hear you talk about it. It's something I've been getting insight directly on Mm. and the use of attention. Great. And I have like, sometimes I have like past life recollections and stuff about. And, the, and so it occurred to me that attention was a tool for healing, actually. And, and we talked about emotional healing yes. and how, how you direct attention um, can actually be an aid for... Well, it, 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 somehow it seemed like... It occurred to me like that is how healing occurs. Like you stop feeding attention to the wounds or to the value system attached to pain and all that. Yes. The question comes then, what has attention? What... What has attention that gives attention? Yeah. And am I just asking who am I? (laughs) I don't know. Let me think about that. Yeah, what is attention really? My goodness, I'm stuck for words right now. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, is this even something that we can talk about? Yeah, we can. Because I, I know I wrote about it a few months ago, but I can't remember what I... And it's often like that when I write something and then it's gone again. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, it's, it's, like the, the compa- it's like the capacity of consciousness to, 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 to bring, you know, a frame shot of itself into view to itself. You know, the capacity oh. of consciousness mm. to to mm. localize its perception into a frame so that it can see a part of itself instead of seeing all of itself. You know, because attention gets placed on something. It's like it gets placed on a part of the whole vista. Mm. Because otherwise, when you drop your attention back, it's it's in all of it. So there's no particulars. That's why... With yourself, when your attention goes, there's no things there because the mind does the things, you see? So back there, there are no things at all. There isn't even a scent to follow. So when there is nothing, attention has been sucked into the source where it came from. Hmm. Do you see? Is that, I've heard, I think Muji say, you put attention onto attention. Does that, it's it's like, I think what he was saying is you're turning back. All right, okay, like okay, mm. okay. 
Yeah, okay. From that point of view, yeah, mm-hmm. it, because attention goes back to where it came from. I, I call right, it right, source. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so attention is the capacity for, of consciousness to have a local perception, just to, just to go on to a part of itself. So it's its ability to, to just imagine that there's only part of it. You see? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And as far as yeah, any type of creative ability, and, and that kind of, not ability, but creative force or power or something, I mean, that, that seems to fit right in. I don't know if, I, if I'm going to be able to articulate it, but if there is... Um, like I just have the sense of you know wherever I put my attention on grows like that's where that's what seems to give that's what seems to be tied into the creative yes. force yes that's it that's it mm. yeah it's attention it's yeah because consciousness is moving through looking at part of itself mm. yeah yeah and of course then we can put our attention on something completely driven by the ego you know mm. and then and then we we've it's not the you know, it, it's not as pure as what it could be could because it, we've could it be said it, hijacked it. Mm, could it be called like a misuse, or is, it, is there a judgment there? Yeah, it's like it's like it's like we've redirected the divine flow somehow. You know, mm. thinking that we can upscale it. This, okay, good. That's the word I was just going to say. Is yeah, it? You said that yesterday when you were speaking with the, my girlfriend. Was okay. All right. Trying to upscale. She was wearing the shine. Sh- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to upscale the creative flow. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, that resonates really well. I, I appreciate that. Sure. I don't know if I have anything else. But, uh, okay. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And just thank you to everybody else as well. I've been like having this urge to applaud all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, just feeling everybody has shared something for me, with me almost. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, sure, you're welcome. I heard somebody put on a kettle, did I? Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) I'm conscious there's a few people who haven't spoken at all, and I'd love them to sit. Even if they say nothing, I'd love them to come up for a minute. All right. Yeah. (laughs) That's all right. But thank you very much for having me, for having us. Thanks at all. Words might come or might not come. It's all right either way. Exactly. Well, thank you very much. There's really nothing to say. I'm just very happy to be here. That's it. It's all right. Just sit here for a minute with me. All right, sure. Yeah. But that's what I want. <laughs> there we go. Let's then. get rid of all this. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Just sit.
Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Can I get a hug? Yes. Thank you. Look at myself in the mirror. Thank you. 
Houses, doesn't it? So, yeah. Well, that's just your mind. It's not you, you know. Once you are, 
uh, at a different moment in, in your uh, feeling this, uh, you would be able to see them. So I don't know that eventually they will appear or... Well, not if you keep rejecting them. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, integrating every experience as a valid part of it. But we live in a... I mean, everybody lives in a culture. Mm -hmm. No matter where they are, like Amazonian women down South America, there are cultural norms of what is accepted and what is not accepted. And then there's what's crazy and, you know, what's really not stable. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. we have all these rules about what, what experiences are okay and not. Mm -hmm. And so ghost busting comes into the flaky thing. Sure, it comes into the... And, like, it was so far left from where I was. It was so far off the Richter scale. It was perfect for me. It was perfect. Because, because these things were in front of me. They were talking to me. And I wasn't crazy. I mean, like, I wasn't crazy. So it's like, well, how is this possible? Because this, this, this is actually happening. So, um, so I kind of had to eat my hat around all the poo-pooing of such things. I was an atheist, you know, so all of this was garbage. And so I deliberately, at that time, called myself a ghostbuster because it made my stomach turn. Wow. I deliberately used that term at that time. And I was like, I'm rejecting this so much. I've got to learn something from this. If, I, if it's so awful, I'm going to go as flaky as I can and challenge my self-image. Mm -hmm. So that's why I called it ghostbusting at the time. I did up posters and business cards and all of ghostbuster. I mean, I did the whole world <laughs> just to dive into it, just to make myself feel so uncomfortable about being uncool, about being flaky. It's wow. a make yourself into what you reject. Mm -hmm. And that's how it worked, no? Mm -hmm. And so it, 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 I used it. I used it to grow from it. So uh, those experiences that happen to you, they're as valid as you're sitting across from Jack right now. It's the same thing. It, it's... It, it, all of these things happen, but we live in a culture where it's not okay to be, you know, merging with, with, with a bird in flight. It, it's, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's psychosis or something. You know, we, we, we have these words for it, you see? So we're not allowed really include them. Or you can tell somebody, oh, I was an acid trip. And so, okay, we put it in that, it, you, you know? And it's okay there to now say it's happening. It. Right, right. That explains it, you mm -hmm. see? But these things happen all the time. We're usually just so obsessed with ourselves and what we deem as acceptable that we don't know the magnificence of what us as pure consciousness is doing all the time. You know, all the different permutations of what is possible. My goodness, so much of it is out there. Of course, some is imagined, but a hell of a lot of it is real. Yeah. So we want to put an awful lot of it into imagination and unhe unhealthy imagination so that we can have some control around what is, what's acceptable. In, to be human or not, what behavior is acceptable, you see? So it's around all of those rules having to break and yes. your own vision becoming much more inclusive, allowing of all of it, you see? Mm -hmm. So it's breaking down those cultural, social norms and your own ideas of what's, what's part of the cello character or not, mm -hmm. you know? What I am letting happen is not necessarily me breaking any of that. I realize it, you know, that they exist. The, I don't think the unconditioning of my own program will ever really end. But I feel like I'm not doing anything toward it except seeing it. You know, I'm not working toward breaking that pattern okay. at all. 
right? Okay. Of any kind, because there is something in there that is transformative enough that will let me see it for what it was or what it is. Okay. Okay, but sometimes it's worth kind of chewing on something. Yeah. Like, you for know? instance, in this case of the ghost, and he traveled yeah. it to yeah. um, allow. Yeah. Yeah. Either, yeah. To, either to accept the existence of these other beings around us or or allow just to, to have a scene on that. Yeah, to allow your, your to allow inclusivity to come in. Or the limits of what was an experience and not experience. Mm-hmm. The, the limits around around what is and what is not acceptable to go. So it's it, it's not working on something. Yeah, right. In, in that usual way, mm-hmm. but it's like okay, there's something, there's some part of the conditioning that is that said actually we, we put that in a box. It's like mm-hmm. okay, actually this needs to come in and be included. Yeah, allowed to happen. Allowed to yeah. happen yeah. and acknowledged and integrated because it did happen. I wasn't mm-hmm. nuts. I wasn't psychotic. You, only you know that right. I wasn't. It was a spiritual opening. So therefore, it's possible. All right, let's include it. And you own it like any experience, you know, in terms of just part of the cello story. Mm-hmm. You see? Good. Great. Yes. Uh, one more question. Now that you mentioned uh, cultures and uh, how certain things are part of the tribe or whatever, um, in my multiple readings of teachers and stuff, I have come to rereading whatever I used to, and, um, and find meaning on those things that I thought they were so delicious and all, but I never found yes. the profundity, even of the most elemental and initial things that I read, yes. is just complete different depth in yes. all the words are so... Yes. Okay, so um, I have found a line of uh, philosophy, let's say, in the different writers... So I find, uh, like for instance, uh, Jean Klein and uh, Francis, and then uh, Rupert of the same line. And yes. I see French philosophy in there, subject object, and all these abstractions, and all. And I know that's not me, you know. Okay. So the resonance also has a lot to do with my, you know, with my readings and, yeah. and acknowledge all of these. But I have classified my teachers. Okay. <laughs> the Indian descent and the French descent and the uh, most okay. Western and the Californian ones and all. Okay. <laughs> too many teachers. But they all bring... Or too many classifications. Too many classifications on my part. Because <laughs> the truth is out there by... And they're all pointing. Just, just mm-hmm. They're all pointing to the same thing, no? Yeah. And sometimes you can just get something here and there. But if they're classified and it's not your thing, you might be missing something. Some little gem or some understanding that could come I, from just dropping into something from Jean Klein, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I go back and I try to read sometimes, but yeah. it, that need to read dropped and dropped and dropped until yeah. it dropped. <laughs> sure. But, sure. But forever I was like, I don't need to read anymore. I need to ask any more questions. Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> There's always yeah. one more question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it goes but, like that though, doesn't it? Yes, yes yeah. it goes like that. Yeah, um, and then things, things just get loose, you know. It's all, and then it's nothing, and I'm done. And then those boundaries just get looser. And, and, and there's no rules, you know. There's just no rules. You just have to honor what the next feeling is, the next movement is, you know. Then, then is when I understand 
how every teacher says, it's so simple, it's right there, it's so easy, how can you not see it, or I don't understand, and, you know, and then, yes, you see how silly you've been not to see it. Sure. But uh, it's just at that moment that you're saying, it's like, wow, what a simplicity here, yes. you know, but when you find that, it's like, wait, it doesn't have to get so complicated. Yes. But we make it so. We make it so. We'll get in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. of the knowledge of what was happening? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I think so. And I, I remember one time he was going like this, like people were coming up and greeting him and he was going like this, but your mind is like that, you know, going around and around. But I didn't know what to do about it. Yes. And that, and that might have been partly just because I didn't know, didn't, wasn't close enough to him, you know, there was like a... Uh, you know, I didn't have enough close interaction to. Yes. I don't know. But um, um, one thing I thought of the other day when someone was talking was uh, uh, I have I have experiences sometimes of uh, if I'm lying down to go to sleep. Um, I guess it's sort of like wait. You might call it a waking dream, something like that. But um, I know not too long ago, I was I just laid down and I, I I felt like I was in another country, looking at people that I've never seen before. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, so when you said at the beginning that uh, you know we're not really just um, we're part of that which manifests everything. I thought maybe that's why that's happening. I don't know. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what? What am I doing here in this? You know, what is my mind doing here in this in this other country with people I don't know? Yes. Yes. So so it's that can happen when we slip into the place of unity consciousness mm-hmm. and we actually have an experience of being what we think is somebody else. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Um, 
like often in, in, in the morning, I think I was talking about this, was it on Friday night? You know, there's that that moment of, you know, time time stretches out, time becomes like, you know, the the big long series of frames that it is. And and you know, all all the people you know, I zone in on today and then all the people that, that, that are alive in the world appear and then I move towards one and thump and I end up in a body and 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 then it's just the jack person, do you know? But but I'm actually everybody working with the layers of conditioning, do you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like you you kind of pulled out, went back to the place of unity consciousness and slipped in mm-hmm. into what we imagine is a different person, but it's not, that's you too. Oh. Do you see? <laughs> From the low unity consciousness. Pardon? Um, yeah, from the law of unity consciousness. Yes. The law of unity consciousness. Yes, exactly. Slipping into unity consciousness and slipping into somebody else. Yes. So from the level of unity consciousness, I am the other person. You are everybody. You are everybody. You are everybody. You see, you are everybody. But we we usually don't have access to kind of slip out of one local body mind and slip into another. Uh-huh. But it's nice when we do have experiences like that because it's like that used to happen to me a lot actually, like when I was doing energy work, like way back before India, before before I knew anything about non-duality. Mm-hmm. But the experience was happening, but I had no words for it. But yeah, that would happen a lot. So I know exactly what you're talking about, and it's like I have to wait for myself to come back. It, it got, happened, you know, a good few times. Like I have to wait. Like this is this is wrong. I'm I'm I'm. I'm having somebody else's experience, but I'm going to have to wait. I can't answer the phone. I can't get out. I can't go anywhere. I have to wait for this other experience to end so that I'm inside this body again and I can go out, you know? Mm-hmm. The freakiest one of those was I was working with um, with uh, a woman who was who uh, was diagnosed as bipolar. And she really would go way out there, like way out there. And one time I was working closely with her and, and she was way out there. And I had the skill of, I, I can, you know, go to other dimensions. So I can, when I'm working with somebody who's psychotic, if I've met them before the psychosis, I can find them. I can find the dimension they are and talk to them about coming back mm-hmm. and finding out why they wanted to leave their body in the first place and then come back, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I remember one day I, 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 I was sitting, I actually went with, I was with my first husband and we were going away for a weekend. I don't know why I'm telling you this story. I guess it's because it's the end of the weekend or something. Mm-hmm. Um, we were away for a weekend and the event that we were going to, like we booked into this hotel and whatever and, you know, had a shower, getting ready for this e- evening event that we went for. And I sat down and I was like, ooh, I feel a bit strange. And then I was inside in... Inside, in my client's body, and her spirit was up in another dimension. Could not, for the life of me, go up and find her spirit and bring it down. I was her without her spirit. Mm-hmm. Man, it was hell. It was hell. And I spoke to her afterwards, and she said, I, I don't know, really, because I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm having a whale of a time, usually, you know? <laughs> you know? And it's like, and then it's hell at the end, because I have to. I'm neither here nor there, and I can't function, and I'm broken down, and I wake up in hospital, and they're pulling me back together um. again with with shock treatment or whatever hideous mm-hmm. things that they still do to people mm-hmm. so um yeah so th- that really was the last time I thought this is crazy because I couldn't go to the event I couldn't I slipped in because I, I you know I was like oh yeah should this happens this is fine slipped in sitting in torture and I was like I can't I couldn't even talk to my husband I can't I can't and he said why and I said it's not safe it's not safe 
expensive. And I knew I was her. And I was like, shit, I'm inside in her. This is the jack body talking, but I'm inside in her. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm. well, yeah, it's not, <laughs> it wasn't like, um, I don't think I was in anybody's body, but I was observing these people, and I don't really remember the the details. Yeah. Other than there was more than one person there, and I thought, this feels like another country. It feels like I'm... Yes. And was it your mind in another country, or did you was was your thinking different? That's the part I want to know. Was my thinking different? Yeah. Did it feel like yourself? Um, I think so, but I wasn't, you know, really trying to figure that out either. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I did. I mean, something kind of similar to that is I I used to. I think I had experience of looking through my mother's eyes before. Ah, so okay. So it was almost like being in her in her body. But since she's my mother, you know, we're real close. Of I mean, course. You know, of course. Way, so of I course. I think that's the only time yeah. I remember I was actually looking through her eyes. Looking through her eyes at something, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's amazing, all these things, you know. We, we kind of we kind of slip into another level of conscious and we, consciousness and we can access another aspect of consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not this body-mind. So why the heck would we imagine that we're this? You know? <laughs> why? Why would this one be, be you and not the, you know, the, 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 the placement in another country? Or how, how do you know you're not your mother? Is it just because this is much longer than 20 seconds of viewing something through your mother's eyes? How... We're all the same, you know? It's almost like an octopus, you know? And the eight limbs imagining that they're all separate from each other. Mm-hmm. But actually, if you pull back to the place, the unity, the head of the octopus, mm-hmm. it, it's, they're all the same. They're all the same. Do you see? Yeah, I thought that was a, a good description of what seems like unity consciousness. Yeah. Maybe something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful, you know, to be able to kind of, to be okay about slipping in and out of other, whatever it is, dimensions, places. Mm-hmm. It's just lovely. It's just natural, you know. And, and then some people, it's a new distraction and it becomes a whole religion, a whole thing to follow. But it's, it's just the play of consciousness, you know, just unsticking from identification with your own body-mind. And that's what the key is. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, did, I did have someone tell me, like, over the phone, you know, because I was feeling tired and they thought that when I'm, when I'm sleeping, I'm going, you know, up in, outside the earth somewhere or, like, up in the yeah. um, stratosphere yeah. or something. Yeah. I, I mean, it sounds like, almost like a... Um, Maybe not. Maybe it's not another dimension. Maybe it is. I don't know. Well, the astral plane is usually where we go when we're asleep. Okay. The astral plane. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and we fly a lot when we're there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people dream that they're flying, and sometimes, you know, I can go up to the astral plane and find them and think, okay, I want to know. Come on, where are you? Are you dreaming or are you really here? Do you know? So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's, 
it's, it's a fun place. A lot of healing happens there. Okay. A lot of play and a lot of healing happens there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, so when we're asleep, a lot of things happen, you know? Okay. Yeah, because I don't, I don't remember that, that much, except for I do, I do know that um, for many years, when I, usually when I remember my dreams, I'm with people that I don't, my dreams are about people that I don't know, I'm with people I don't know, that it seems like I've never met them. Mm. And um, mm. um, so somebody thought that's because I'm actually going and hanging out with those people <laughs> or something. You could ask for clarity and say, okay, really, really show me. Tonight as I'm asleep, really, really show me in a dream. If it's a dream, just, just tell me. Give me some sign in the dream. Is it a dream or am I in another dimension? It's just interesting. And it just helps to just to understand, okay, you know what? My mind is very limited. There are all these other possibilities out there. I'm going to let the limitations drop. That's the gift. That's the only gift that it gives, really, okay. is break down the limitations of, our, of what we think is normal and correct and right and wrong. Mm-hmm. To break all that, that's the key. That's what it's all about, okay. that interdimensional work. Okay. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure I have more, think of more questions about working on my issues. <laughs> You're doing fine. Did you actually say that these beings are also looking for the truth? Yeah, sure. Really? All of consciousness is looking for home. Realizing it's not truth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's as many beliefs on each dimension as there are here, mm-hmm. you know? Does consciousness not know where it is? Of course it does. It's doing all of it. But it's seeking the truth? It's losing itself and finding itself. Losing itself and finding itself. <coughs> That's the game. Is consciousness truth? Is consciousness truth? Truth is recognizing what is real and what is unreal. So part of that is seeing that all of this is actually consciousness. All of this is the play of consciousness. Which is unreal? Ultimately unreal. Correct. Yeah, consciousness comes out of the nothingness. You could say that. It moves from what is not movable. Correct, everything is okay. Is that a little different teaching than Christianity? (laughs) 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 And what the Jesus guy was talking about was the very same. So I, I really wouldn't describe that as separation. I mean, it is separation. Right, or Wait, what is separation? Where, where does the word separation come into this divine plan? Because that's how consciousness forgets itself. That's just what it does. That's its nature. To play. It's, it's a game. It's a joke. It's a game. I understand the void more than I do consciousness. Ah. 
And the void is part of consciousness. It's when consciousness is empty. And then it manifests in form. You said when consciousness is empty? Did you explain that? Yeah. The void is when consciousness is empty. Yes. Um, so sometimes when we pull back, we hit, we hit the zone of where there's absolute fullness. I don't know if some of you have ever found that, that it's absolutely full, 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 rich. And at another zone, it's absolutely empty and vast and expanse, right? And then there's a void, and they're just kind of different frequencies as you turn the dial, and it gets more and more rarefied, you know? But it's all consciousness. It's all consciousness. Now, when, when, when there's no space, the emptiness doesn't have any vastness. So it's interesting to see, like, what, what, what is the void? Is the void vast? Is it in space? Because for some, it is actually a spatial vastness. And for others, it's not. A spatial voidness. You know, it has a spatial voidness. That's the right word. I don't know. Do you know? Is that so, voidness the same thing as what's prior to full and ending? Yes. Yes, yes. Void tends to be behind empty, believe it or not. It's kind of weird to play with words, but for most, that's the sequence. Full, empty, they're just opposites, so they're close to each other, you see? Full and empty. That's like being, non-being, okay? Existing, not existing. And so we go from that, and then there tends to be the void. It's like, it's like nothing and take nothing away, void. Now, the question is, is there space there or not? Is it a spatial void? Or is it just a void without space? So space has to go there. Yes, it, my, my. It, it, yeah, you go, you go prior to the concept of space. It, it's not even a con- Well, it is, of course, a concept. You go prior to that. And that's the most subtle concept of space. Right? And usually what's left out of that is every concept about the truth goes you see that the idea of the truth is actually BS also. That what I'm talking about is total BS. <laughs> really. Good to know at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you wait till the now said that? Because I'm trying to earn a living. That's it, isn't it? Because we, we, we oh. go to, you know... You, you, you That's know, where nothing ever happens. Yeah, you, yeah you, you've got to go step by step because if you give somebody the end, it just makes no sense, no? It just makes no... You just, you just have a new concept and you can't oh, do anything with it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure none of us will make a concept out of it. <laughs> okay, so void and space goes. Now we're looking at only a pointer because because... Okay, that last layer, that truth, that truth is actually a- another com- concept. The truth has to be empty. Any ideas at all about truth have to go. Well, but that give us the sensation of that deep calm, or we're we not there yet if we still have that. It, it's like the sensation is completely, it's like you've way gone past the, the marker of the sensation of peace and calm. That's your anchor for a long time. You know, and there is peace and calm, but it becomes completely just phenomenal. 
So you're kind of not interested in that anymore. You know? Because it's just phenomenal. And it's like, yeah, that's part of the phenomenon. It's no biggie. So when you were in that, you moved back out of that? Uh, it, it, what's the that in this sentence now? Oh, the void or the, the nothing? Uh, I mean, that, uh, no there's, there's nothing there. There's no me there. Right. But, but it's known to be so. And so it's like me as consciousness talks and the Jack character communicates the... That, that that is the truth because it's known. It's known. It's known. Yeah, it's known. And you don't know what knows it. Prior to consciousness knows it. Okay. And you have a sense that that's so. Oh, I know it. Okay, you know that. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. I know it, yeah. I know it. So, uh, what knows? What knows? There we go. When we turn it into, into language for the phenomenal world, we imagine that something must know. Mm-hmm. So... No subject, no object. There's no uh, subject, exactly. There's no subject, object. So there's nothing that can know something, because what knows? There's somebody that knows something about... And then there's knowledge itself, which is the knowing of it. It's like yeah. none of, of these categories that, that, that apply to the language I'm using are actually appropriate. But that's all I have is that language because we're now bringing it in as a phenomenon into the dualistic realm. But it's, it's, so it's not here at all. Lost it. I've lost what now? When you come back and you brought into the, into the dualistic realm and you've really lost that concept. Not really, no. Because it's about that vibration being present oh, here. Oh, it forward. It's about bringing it being present here. It's about, I suppose, and that's the magic of it, is that it doesn't in any way get diluted or tainted by, by actually completely operating in the depths of duality. You know, living a regular human life. And that's kind of the test that me, the Jack character, enjoys. It's like, let's see. But being here now. Yeah. With it. Yeah, yeah, living a regular human life, doing normal stuff, washing my kitchen floor and going to the supermarket and, you know, answering emails and whatever it is, you know, just normal stuff. It's like, does anything, is there a compromise anywhere? Is there a, a sense of a disconnect? Is there, is there any moment at all where the totality and beyond the totality, prior to consciousness, in some way is shadowed over. That's 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 what I'm interested in. Now, that's what keeps me doing this work. Have you said to mm-hmm. us that the ego since the mind can't go there? Yeah. That feels a little like separation. It feels like there's two. There's the mind and in the Course of Miracles even says that truth doesn't even know what the ego does. And, and the ego doesn't know what truth is. That sounds like two different things, but how is that the thread that moves? Yeah, 
So from here, from the Julius to Grelin, it's two different things because we see if there's a different name, then it's separate from something else. Red is different to blue. They're two different names. Therefore, they're separate because we, we, we use language for that. But... So what you're saying is you're staying in the non-dual world and being here anyway. Yeah, and prior to the non-dual. Prior. prior to the non-dual is just going to connect all of it. And that's how it's all the same. It's all the same in the non-dual. And then prior to that, oh my goodness me, it's just gorgeous. It's just... And is it... This is gorgeous. All of it. All of it. And I believe you said that love manifests at every stage that you've described. Yeah. Once the movement begins, once the first outpouring, first movement of consciousness comes, the movement itself is love. Movement is love. That movement divine movement love flows love is not static you see love is the thing that moves all of it and everything moves here all the time even a kiss that's been in the Grand Canyon for a few million years it's still moving all the time so it's the motive power yes the motive power exactly behind everything that's what makes love so 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 pure and, and that you know leads into everything because it is everything underpinning all movement. It, it is movement. It is movement. But we're not used to thinking it like that because we think of it in terms of heart chakras and between people. And oh, so like when the rock when the rock falls off the mountain, it's just pure loving movement. The movement is love, yes. Movement That's what is love. Yes. Yes. That love and so the earthquake is love too. Yes. That's the strange part. And the tsunami is love. Yes. Yes. Wow. Jack That's race. hard to wrap my mind around. Yes. Is it a synonym of consciousness? Mm-hmm. You could <coughs> say that. You could. You could. Oh, I just got how it could be love because nothing can hurt anything. No, no one is harmed. Bodies can be hurt, but we. Nothing, can, nothing can harm us ever. So nothing. there is no harm. Ultimate in, in truth, there is no harm. Correct. There isn't. Because it's all the same. It's all the one substance. It's one unit. There's transformation. That's all it is. Yes. Things form moves from one form to another form. Kind of benevolent world. Always. Benevolent. Oh, yes, it is. Yes. Even in the destruction. Yes. Yes. Would you say something more about um, experience isn't the right word, but you know that you're the beyond consciousness. And I mean, I can conceptualize that, but I don't know what, how you, how you can, and I can sort of understand being that, but it sounds like, you know, it's a constant sort of something that's there, right? So, I don't get exactly what that means, except I can kind of think of a metaphor for it, or if you're having that, you know, however far back I can go in consciousness, I have that. Yes. But, I don't, it seems like, I'm not at some absolute level that yeah, and and the only tools I have are are for communicating now is dualistic language, mm-hmm. 
And that's all our minds can do is turn it into a concept. So all I can say is it's not a concept. But of course, as soon as I talk about it, it's a concept. But actually, it's not a concept. So. But what you have, it's sort of unmistakable that you're no longer conceptualizing about it. Yeah. That the capacity is there to conceptualize about it, but that comes after the fact. Instead of having certainty, you are certain. Yeah, you become certainty. And then take the identification with it away. <laughs> That's the difference between non-dual and prior. All identification with it. You are happiness. You are the absolute. You are pure consciousness. It's like, drop the identity. Come on. And then consciousness starts to break down. The building blocks of consciousness. If it doesn't have identity, it starts to splinter off. So we get existence breaking off. We get space, time. It breaks, 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 breaks down. So when we say that um, love is movement, um, I, when, I, when you say that, I think of E as MC squared. You know, the energy uh, can be um, not part of manifestation, if you will. And then, of course, the M is the mass. So it's in manifestation. Is that what basically that is? Yes. Okay. I, I, I Manifest in form or formless. Yes. 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 Yes, so the movement is kind of the power, isn't it? It's the power that that, that rolls into form or formless. And it's essentially infinite. It can change shape in the sense that it can be mass. Yes. (laughs) But it can just be, if it's all energy, then it's just, we call it consciousness in our our own, the way we speak about it here. Yes. Yes, okay. So do avatars work? the same way in every dimension. In other words, in our dimension, we have the Buddha, we have Jesus, we have Krishna, and so on and so on. Our, uh, there are avatars in this dimension. Does every dimension have avatars? Not everyone. They don't all overlap with each other completely. It's like, you know, I'm sure there's lots of dimensions that we haven't accessed yet. But, so... So there are dimensions that don't overlap with each other. Some dimensions are really dense. Oh. But all those dimensions are, what you're talking about is prior to all these dimensions. Right? No, not necessarily. They're, they, they're, they interweave in and out of, of this one. Oh, great. Let's make it even more They're not in other places. They're not in other places, you know? So they're in the same, what we call space-time. They're in this. Some are in the same space-time, some, and are, some in, are not. Thank you. Good language for it. Some are in the space, same space-time, and some are not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I assume they have different equations. Hmm? Do they have different equations? Like yes. That's right. They have different equations too. Yeah. Jack, I don't hear any other teachers speaking about these things. Talking about the formless, do you think that when it takes form in the feminine, it has more access to the Steve? You said that you said when you're, it's all trying to find its way home, so consciousness or whatever, uh-huh. if you don't feel like you belong, what's the problem? Yeah, yeah. So, so in the world, you sure don't belong. Nobody belongs in the world. Some people kind of are aware that they don't belong, 
and some people are not. But this isn't home. And so if you know you don't fit, that's perfect. You don't. Nobody does. Because you're, you're not, this isn't home. And you're not the Steve character. So of course there's something that's not fitting. That's one of the things that's motivating you to find home. But home is inside. It's not on the planet. It's not with somebody. It's inside. And how do you know you're found that you're Because the searching stops. The searching stops. <coughs> you know there's nothing to look for. There's peace. There's calm. Things become simpler. Like your perspective, how you see things is simpler. So it's all kind of journey to one's heart? Towards the core of what you are. The heart is certainly a big step on the way, an essential step on the way. Yeah. Last time, you, you uh, mentioned something that I think uh, is important that I'd like to, to, for you to share it again. You said that when you were uh, back, when you were uh, on the path, yeah. your, your path, that you would go deep, you could feel yourself taking a deep dive into ego, and that hanging on to an avatar at that time was crucial for you. Can you say that again? Yeah, yeah. Like when, okay, so when I was, you know, you know, when you're at that phase of, you get a good spell, you know, you get three or four weeks or something, and then something comes up, an attachment, or, you know, some drama with somebody, or you're misunderstood, or some stupid little thing, and it goes, in the stomach, and you're in a loop again. And so, so when the gaps are wider, the mind only has those pieces of drama to recreate the story, and the mind can be vicious, relentless, and vicious when that happens. Okay, I'm going said, there. Okay, but I want, you said that during the gaps when you're better, when you're not yeah. so in, that the you're mind will use, will use what happened before and then repeat, repeat, talk, mm. thinking about it? Is that what you're saying? No, no. When a new incident happens, right, and there's a hook, obviously, that you've got to heal. Yeah. You've got, you've got something to process. Your button got pressed. Right. All right? So it's a new incident. It might have happened before or not. It doesn't matter because it's full on. Right. And those experiences, once, once the gaps are pretty wide, the experiences are very intense, really painful, because your mind is viciously trying to recreate its status quo. Ah. Okay? It, it knows that the battle is almost over. Oh, yeah. It knows the battle is almost over, and it's going to fight tooth and nail for, for maintaining its grip on you. And so I was onto this pattern, no? So it was like this for maybe, maybe the last three or four years of the path. You know, of like a good, a good spell and then torture, torture of getting caught in my stuff, you know. And it would last whatever, maybe four or five days or something, you know, and then like maybe three days or something. Um, so as I would know, oh, okay, such and such a thing happened this morning, I'm slipping, I'm slipping, I'm going into the loop. Okay, okay, in a week's time I suppose I'll be out again, you know. And what I noticed is that when I was caught in the loop, here's a trick that the mind would play. It would say, huh, actually, all that spiritual stuff is a load of garbage. <laughs> this is real. This is what's going on. You're just in cuckoo land, hypnotizing yourself, and being nicely happy with the world in a happy, clappy land, 
I'm kidding yourself. This is real. And that, that nice, even keel thing, you're just avoiding or you're, you know, hypnotizing yourself or you've, you're escaping from the world or something. So the mind would do this, right? And I was like, okay, when I'm in there, I'm completely negating all the freaking spiritual work I've done. And maybe I've been kidding myself with spiritual work. Maybe it's just a load of concepts that I've grabbed onto. Maybe it's not dissolving concepts at all. I've just bought nicer, nicer concepts. <laughs> and so all that would play. That would add on to the drama that I would be in hell with, right? So it's vicious, no? So when this was, when I saw this pattern that I had the issue that was at play and and mind completely trying to make spiritual uh, any achievement or the peace and calm that I had access, trying to negate that, it was like, all right, next time I'm slipping into that, I am going to hang on to a spiritual teacher. I'm going to hang on to somebody that I know knows something that I don't know. That's all I can do. Just who knows something? I said, okay, Ramana and Master Jose, my two teachers, they know, so I know they know something that I don't. I know they do. I just know they do and I have to trust that. So, so as I was slipping into it and an incident would happen and I'd be like, oh God, here I go into this frigging link of, this, you know, spiral of suffering again. As I was going into it, my prayer would be, Hold on to me, guys. Hold on to me. Hold on to me. Don't make me forget. Don't just hold on to me so that I don't, so that I don't sink so deep as to negate what you guys know. Just keep my head above water so that I can process this and get out. And that helped hugely. Hugely. Somehow, energetically, I caught on to something and I didn't sink as deep. My vibration didn't go down as deep. I didn't get a cynical. I didn't negate the work I'd done so much. You see? So energetically, somehow, it's like I was holding on to a, a lifeline. Do you know? In my shit, I'm processing the stuff, but holding on to a lifeline. So I didn't go quite into the depths of it and got out of it faster. So it was like, right now, right now, I can imagine that, that I'm so ready to buy the thought that this garbage is real and that my spiritual stuff is just la-la land concepts that I'm convincing myself on, nice new age garbage. I'm obviously, you know, that could be really what's happening. It's like, okay, I know mine just playing that trick. I know it is. I'm not going to buy it. It might be a trick. It might not. Guys, hang on to me. Show me what is real. Hang on to me. It worked. It worked. Mm -hmm. I'm glad it did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> The, the thing that I always think about when I think about that in mind is that I have this immense respect for it because it does its job so freaking well. It doesn't, it will not, not show you where you have to learn or grow and move. Yeah, yeah. And it is, that's where I see the God in it. Yes, yes. You know. It's fantastic liar. It's completely convincing. And it, it, it's just relentless. It will yes. use anything. Yeah. It will never, it will yeah. go there. The most manipulative person in the world wouldn't even go there. Yes. You know? That's right. That's right. In its fight to survive. And, and to teach. Yes. That's right. Yeah, to throw yeah, up another chosen, experience. Yeah, chosen to look at. Yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic tool. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you just a legal question? Um, I know we have to go. Okay. Um, as I'm cooking, yeah. Um, what I should be uh, in considering all the different ideas that are coming to my mind on what I should be doing. 
what would be um, some, a thought or something I can, that can help me guide when I'm like, this is a distraction, so, and be able to hone into what it, what it is. Your pool. Yeah, the bowl of water, something deep within where there's stillness, or you can use a mantra. If you can't drop in and there's too much dynamic energy going on, too much movement going on, use a mantra. Find a sacred sentence, an, an old ancient one that has, it has a potency. You know, and say, okay, I like the sound, of it. I'm not going to question, I'm going to run it. So that when you're doing something, it's like, whoa, 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 off you go, get that sentence going in your head. Just get your sentence going. Because if your mind is jumping from one thing to another, it's going to be difficult to drop it within to the stillness. Sometimes all you can do is give it some health food so it can chew on that because it won't drop into the stillness. And a mantra is health food. Yeah. We good? All right. Well done, folks.